Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. Welcome back, my kindred, to Blood and Syrup, a Vampire the Masquerade live play podcast. I am Savanya Dracul, your host through this world of darkness. The Coterie's hunt for Hootie Tootie Rooty continued as they discovered even more about the Clown Man's plans. Everett escaped the nitrate bomb with minimal harm. Doris tried to lure the killer in but failed until Evangeline took over negotiations. And Val took a position inside the house with the Sheriff as they discovered their target had a bomb in the truck he was driving to the house. Can they take down the killer without triggering the explosives? Abandon hope, all ye who listen here. Hootie Tootie Rudy's ice cream truck is pulling up in front of his house, which Doris and Evangeline, you can see from Cherry, where you are crouched down, hidden and observing. Meanwhile, inside, Val, you're waiting inside the door. Everett, you are upstairs pretending to be the intruder where Bart has discovered you, and Bart has just told everyone there is a bomb. Bart says, I don't know. You told everybody to leave and this is an ambush, isn't it? It is, yeah. Ah, fuck, I turned my radio off because I was looking at the scene. Uh, What do you need me to do? Take this. I'll give him the shotgun. Okay. Wait up here. Okay. If I call down for you, that's when you come down. Val and I will try to apprehend him without him setting off a goddamn bomb. Do we have a bomb team in this town? No. No. I'll be honest, no. No, all right. Who on your team is the most tech savvy? <laughs> uh, I don't, I don't know. Uh, I'm actually trying to think, like even out of character, like <laughs> who has done anything tech related? No, kind of none of us. We've like used computers. <laughs> well, That's I'll tell you, it. from the number of spelling errors, this guy is not that smart. So it probably isn't that complicated. Or. It's a fucking compromised bomb that could go off literally at any time without him even flipping the fucking switch. Oh my God, what are we going to do? Please save me. Please save all of us. Yeah, wait up here. He's coming. You can hear his music. He's coming down the road. We're going to try and apprehend him. We can take him down fast. He may not be able to have a chance to trip the bomb. And we can just deal with it. So Barty stands there shaking with a shotgun in his hands. Uh, and you go downstairs to Val. The truck is just rolling forwards now. You can see the lights through the window on the front door and through the sides. Uh, is there anything you want to say to the team or try to coordinate before this truck rolls to a stop? Uh, yeah, last thing I'll say on the radio is like, this is it. When he comes through, Val and I will try to take him down. Doris... Evangeline will need you to as backup as soon as you see him heading through that door. When I radio and say that we got him, I want the rest of you, the other officers, uh, to start clearing out the neighborhood. 
take everyone out of their homes and bring them to a safe distance. This thing is apparently set up to shred a block. It's got silver ball uh, bearings in it. Kindred and regular folk alike are all at risk here. We need to clear out the neighborhood before so we can deal with this bomb. This but is Gordon Boucher here, word. sir. We'll, we'll get the people out once you've got him stopped. Good, good. Should we try to scare him to go somewhere else so these people aren't in danger? It may come to that. For now, we're going to try and apprehend him here and all this right here and now. Okay, don't fuck up. Yeah, thanks. We're going on radio silence now. So everything goes silent. I don't know if this is true radio silence. There's definitely a channel that's just the four of you and a channel that's general police if you want to keep in touch with your core team. But Hootie Tootie Ruiz Glycremia Inc. truck rolls to a stop. And as it stops and shifts into park, there's just a bunch of clown laughing sounds, those weird psychotic like, <laughs> and it's all garbled and strange and awful. Uh, and Hootie Tootie Rudy, you can see him in the driver's seat, Evangeline and Doris. Full clown uniform, but almost Pagliacci. Just it's that sad yeah. clown look that is not really appropriate for selling to kids, but it's a pretty garish truck anyways. He climbs into the back of the truck from the front. Think a traditional FedEx truck style layout like the ice cream trucks. There's an opening window on the side in the back. It is large, but it's got the two sliding doors and a gap where you can walk into the back from the front where the driver's seat is. Walks into the back. And then he climbs out the back of the truck. Uh, Everett and Val, are you looking out? Are you waiting for the door to open to stay hidden so there's no risk of him seeing you? How are you hidden inside this door? Everett definitely wants to stay hidden so that he comes into the house and we get the drop on him. Um, so uh, Everett would be... Uh, um, Everett, I think, would even be actually like deeper into the house because he'll have his handgun drawn. Uh, he'll have his revolver ready to go. So he's he's kind of further into the house behind some covers. So that line of sight as you come into the, the front of the house, you can't see him. Great. So <clears> as we said, if you come in the front door, to the right, there's a living room that's got an open area for you to enter into and a large window outside. To the left, there's another residential kind of dining room. There's the stairs. And if you move directly ahead, there's the kitchen. So are you in the kitchen, just kind of in and around that corner? Yep. Just sort of right right through the kitchen doorway, ready to wheel around with the, with the gun raised. Yeah. Great. That puts you about 10 feet away. But for a vampire or just anyone with combat training, that's not terribly much. Yep. Uh, yep. Val, where are you? Val is by the front door, crouched down, flush against the, the side next to the door. So when the door opens, she can grab legs and just tackle this person. But totally crouched down so she can't see outside. But crouched down, waiting for that door to swing open. Great. Just because I want to be 100% clear, is the door... Like, are you on the hinge side where the door opens inwards so it opens towards you where you would be hidden by it? Or are you on the side that it will open away from to leave you the large gap? Correct. It's not the hinge side, so the, she won't be blocked by the right. door when it opens. The opposite side, so she will. She's planning to move instantly because she would be visible, like as soon as they stepped in, basically. Great. That makes a lot of sense. Uh, do you have your radios on, and you're just not using them, or did you turn your radios off? This is a question for everyone if they've heard it's radio silence. Val would turn hers off because she just is going to listen to Everett, who's in the room. So that's yep. fine. Um, yeah. We would have in the car like windows, windows would be rolled up. Um, so I would keep radio on, but at like a minimal volume. 
Yeah. Being in the house, Everett would also go radio off. Okay, great. Uh, Hootie Tootie Rudy is in the back of his truck. Uh, he climbs down the back. You can only tell, uh, obviously, Val and Everett, you're not seeing any of this because you're hidden just waiting. But Evangeline and Doris, you can just see the truck doing that little shake that you can see where somebody steps on the back of one of those trucks and then leans down. And then he starts walking from the truck towards the house. It is dark and you are at distance for both Evangeline and Doris. Can you please roll me a wits? Or I would accept composure, depending on if you're just like steely focused, trying not to miss any details, or wits is just trusting your gut, kind of observing the scene, uh, and awareness. We'll do composure. That is two successes. Me too. All right. You both see that in Hootie Tootie Rudy's left hand, is a Tech-9, like an Uzi submachine gun oh. in his left hand. And there's something in his right hand, but you can't tell what it is. Uh, and he is moving towards the house. Is there anything you want to do, or are you trusting the two inside the house to take care of this? Oh, man. I mean, Evangeline is just assuming it's like a dead man's switch in his hand. Uh, oh... I think Doris oh. is kind of like sitting there being like, well, she's going to trust the sheriff. Uh, I don't actually know. What's the range on my um, my like compel spell? Does it have a range? It requires eye contact. So I would say if oh. you're within range to be able to get them to look you in the eye and you can look them in the eye, then you can use compel as long as they can also hear you. So okay. theoretically, you could compel from distance and yell at someone, but... Uh, if you if you can't see the whites of their eyes or they can't see the whites of yours, no go. Otherwise, I would let you take a shot. Yeah. However, he is not looking in your direction currently, but you could get Evangeline to honk. Doris, I'm, I'm no. I'm concerned. I'm concerned. What's in his hand? If he goes in with that gun, they're going to shoot him. We've I'm been afraid that bomb's going to go off. We've been given an order by our superior officer. Yes, but they don't, we have information that they don't have. She's just going to repeat. I've got to be obedient to the, uh, to the sheriff's rules. That is one of my convictions. Doris, is there anything we can do to stop? Hootie Tootie Rudy is now scanning his busted gate because he's confused by how that happened because that doesn't make sense to him. I told Val that we should have just gone around the back. Look at that. Doris, we got to stop. We got to stop him now. She's not going to do anything. So if you do something, then <sighs> she will react. But um, but the sheriff has given us an order and uh, that has to be respected from her perspective. Um, yeah, Evangeline's freaking out. Because, like, are, are, is, um, how far away is, did we park again? You're parked about two doors over, uh, okay. and on the opposite side of the street. So we're definitely within blast radius. Oh, 110%, yes. Um, from the description that you heard Barty give over the radio, a, like, a number of houses are within the blast yeah, radius. Yeah, I'm just thinking, like yeah, it's like, all these people are at risk. Oh... Evangeline, can you roll me an intelligence and an investigation? 
Yes. I'm leaning towards rather than your general gut skills, you're like police officer training yeah. here. Okay. Uh, two successes. Two successes. Um, if he's left the truck and he's focused on the house, you might be able to get into the truck to look at the bomb. But right. you don't have any specialist bomb squad training. No. Thing I, yeah, Evangeline, she wouldn't have the first clue of what to do when no. she got there. Um, the other option is to drive out of blast radius. Yeah. Okay, look, Doris, I got to turn the car on. That might get his attention. If he looks this way, can you, like, I don't know, do your weird, like, mind thing and, like, get him, like, I don't know, make him, like, drop the gun, give us whatever's in his hand. She's just gonna nod, but she does not look happy about it. Okay, are you ready? <sighs> Is that man obsessed with clowns? Yeah. That was more of a rhetorical question, but... Oh, right. sorry. It's really stressful right now. Okay, <laughs> and Evangeline turns Cherry on. Hootie Tootie Rudy does glance towards the car, but immediately back down and moves his his weapons away. Uh, he's he's concerned about hiding things from the vehicle as opposed to any other reaction, and it speeds him up towards the door. Uh... Right, well, we tried. Best to leave it to the sheriff. Evangeline starts honking. Hootie Tootie Rudy turns and looks at the car. Uh, can you roll me... Doris, are you trying to compel him, or are you just in your position in the back seat? Uh, I, uh, fuck. Um, yeah, I mean, if... I guess so. I guess that's the plan. Um, okay. So, okay. Let's, let's do a roll to see if you can get eye contact with him. Because that okay. is our our first test, which is he's glancing back at a vehicle. Okay. Does he spot a face hidden in the back seat, in the wall of the back seat? Well, she would have, yeah. Like, like if that was the plan that they had just decided, she would have, like, poked her head up. Yeah, yeah. Window. You've got yeah. the position to be able to do that. Okay. I need... Um, this will be... Normally, I would say wits, but we're going to shift it to composure because you're going against your conviction of following orders. So mm -hmm. You are hesitant to do this. It's your ability to maintain control. And then I would accept stealth. I would accept subterfuge. I would accept occult if we want to lean towards your ability Ooh. to just be persuasive in gathering. I would like that. <laughs> so composure and occult. All right. One, two, three, four successes. Four successes. You catch eye contact with him for a moment, so you can attempt to compel him, should yep. you so wish. We're going to do that. Oh, Mandel and I both, <laughs> <laughs> both cover face at the same just moment. I'm imagining it very, like, 1970s movie, the darkness in the car, and then just this face, like, in the middle of the darkness through the windshield. <laughs> like, yeah, it's, it's just that face from The Exorcist that appears in the subway window for a moment, only it's Doris, yeah. so there's, like, a floppy hat, and it's cute except for the horrifying eye on the one side. <laughs> Alrighty, so what is the, what are the die pools for this, Claire? 
Um, it is uh, my charisma and dominate versus uh, intelligence and resolve. Intelligence and resolve. Okay. Yep. Let's uh, let's go for it. Cool. Actually. All right. One, two, three, four successes. Great. He only had two successes. So you can feel yourself reaching into his mind. What do you say? Um, I say, um, uh, put down your weapons and lie on the ground. Good, sir. And you see him look at you and he tilts his head confused for a moment. And then you realize that all the windows are up in the car, so he can't hear your command. And he raises the tech nine and mm -hmm. opens fire. You both seem betrayed by this. What's your confusion, Laura? <laughs> like, it's always, it's a mental thing, is it not? Well, let me double check, because I'm pretty sure he's got to hear it for the instruction, but let's find out. Yeah. Unless the user has supernatural means such as telepathy, they must command the victim verbally. Oh, well, didn't know that. Wouldn't have done that. Oh, dear. Okay. There is a good chance that Doris has not attempted compel at these kind of distances before. So the words just across the street, just you're like, <laughs> there's nothing good. coming clearly through the car. Uh, oh, but having caught the eyes of a vampire and felt them reach into his mind, Hootie Tootie raises his tech nine uh, and opens fire on Cherry. So he is going to take his shots. <sighs> Ah. Oh, Jesus. All right, he has two successes. You both get to roll. Um, oh, God, let me double check this so that I get this right. Sorry. So Larry, the car know. is on. So I, I am like ready to speed away. <laughs> the car, right? <laughs> so he is taking his shots. Uh, you both get to roll dexterity plus athletics, but. Because you are in a vehicle, uh, both seat belted in or poking your head out of the trunk to grab his attention, you just get to roll athletics. It's <laughs> just your gut roll to try to move away from what you've got. No so, dex. <clears throat> so if I have zero points... I'll let you roll dice. one or the other. You could roll dex, dex or athletics. I'll free it up so nobody's having to roll zero dice. Oh, okay. There's always a chance you could duck down in time as the gun snaps up. So, okay, dexterity. All right, great. Oh, one success in dex. Oh, that's actually three success in dex. Wow, Doris. Somehow. Okay. Doris manages to get back into the trunk uh, <laughs> and just disappears. Meanwhile, that uh, Evangeline, you will take uh, three superficial damage mm. from bullets tearing through the windshield towards you. Mm. Uh, and Hootie Tootie Rudy has shifted from the house to running back to the truck. I think the moment... Everybody's oh. free to act inside <laughs> yeah. the house. Yeah. You've heard submachine gunfire from the front lawn. Yeah, the moment that Val hears gunfire, it's out the door and trying to find this guy and then tackle him to the ground. Great. So Val's coming out the door to try to tackle him. Everett, what are you doing? Uh, I've got my radio back on. I'm running out as well with my weapon drawn. Uh, and I say... Uh, um, um uh do not let him get back in that truck shoot to kill great evangeline what are you doing uh was that over the radio that no. was over the radio yeah. yeah and evangeline just responds like D 
don't shoot to kill. I think he has a dead man switch in his hand. Doris, what are you doing? I just want to track everybody's actions and then we'll put this in an initiative order. Mm. Um, I will say the windshield has been blown out. So you do now have access to yelling things. Yeah, but if uh, he's not going to be looking her in the eye anytime soon, I don't think so. Um, no, but there are dominate rules for gathering someone's attention. And oh, you great. do, you have already successfully gotten into his head. Oh, okay, dope. So I would give you give you the shot at that. It's it's a it's a test that he gets to try to resist, but okay. if he wanted to try to pop your head back up and supernaturally oh, yeah. draw his attention. She would like poke her head out the window or something. Great. You get to use resolve and intimidation. Ooh. Okay. Um he is rolling wits and awareness. <laughs> I have accidentally scary for intimidation. Uh resolve. Oh, add that. You're like a horror movie thing that just popped out of a truck and popped into yeah. his mind. You definitely get that bonus. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> Great. All right. That's five dice then. <laughs> Excellent. Uh one, two, as ah, two successes. Great. He shit the bed because he has just been shooting at the vehicle, so he's still staring at the car. You pop your head out the side of the window, uh, and you catch his eye. Yep. Great. I'm going to say the same thing as I did before. Great. Which was, just so my brain Which was, uh, uh, put down your weapons and lie on the ground. Good, sir. Wonderful. Now, I just need you to roll. This is just to see if he can fully hear you over the gunfire, the car running, and his panic. Uh, you're in his brain. This one will be, I would accept charisma or manipulation. I'll do charisma. Charisma, great. And then a cult. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Max dice going on over here. <laughs> I'm living for this. One, two, three, four, five, six successes. Fuck. Great. I mean, he rolled good, but not that good. So uh, he, he, oh, fuck. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. Oh no. No, no, no. I'm just doing math on consequences here. Yeah. Um Yeah. He drops his gun and you see him fight for a second. Oh shit. Oh no. And then he <laughs> drops the wand in his other hand and the truck explodes Fuck. outwards Fuck. in Fuck. a giant ball of fire. Uh, <laughs> Doris wouldn't know what a dead man switch is. Correct. Absolutely not. This is perfectly in character. Oh. Just like, like a fancy, a fancy fun term for I don't know, a knife or something. How, yeah, how you turn the car like on and off. Who knows? A switchblade. Can everybody please roll me? Oh, God damn it. A dexterity and athletics, or dexterity and survival. Thanks for supporting the Fable and Folly Network. Here's another show we know you'll love. Every day in the nice little Canadian town of Beavermount, Ontario is pretty much the same. Folks are polite, there's a hockey game that evening, and someone gets brutally murdered. Sorry About the Murder, a very Canadian murder mystery podcast. New episodes weekly. Listen to season one now by typing Sorry About the Murder into your favorite podcast app. Ah, Hi there, I'm Tom McGee, and I love stories. And odds are, if you're listening to our shows, you do too. So, if you're wondering how you can help support our storytelling and world building and these 
wonderful characters and their sometimes ridiculous journeys, you can head on over to patreon.com slash dumdumdice. There you'll find a variety of different levels and different perks starting from as low as a dollar, which gets you into our Patreon-only Discord where you can talk about the latest episodes, all the twists and turns, and just generally hang out with some truly lovely people. There's a whole variety of levels with everything from advanced episodes, ad-free feeds, to of course at our $25 level getting to create your very own character who appears in some of our shows and sometimes becomes a a long-running friend or foe of our characters. So, if you want to get involved, if you want to help us tell more of these stories, then head on over to patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-D-I-C-E. And help us create more of these fun adventures together. God, I have to roll for Bart. Fuck. That's two successes. I also got two successes. Oh, fuck me. Two successes. I got one success, but I also rolled two ones. With okay. Uh uh-uh. uh, mm. but that's still a crit failure, right? Oh, okay. yeah. So that's minus two successes. So you go to zero. <sighs> and in this explosion, all of you are vampires and regular humans. At moments of high crisis uh, and high danger, especially in combat, there is that sense of the world slowing down. They describe people, uh, one of the weirdest descriptions that I've heard was from a Navy SEAL describing combat where he was opening fire and he couldn't figure out who was throwing pop cans nearby in slow motion. And then he realized they were the shell casings popping out of his gun, just floating Mm -hmm. in front of him. The world slows down even further. So you all see Hootie Tootie Rudy's face just slack as he's falling to his knees and the truck just crumples outwards and then pops in all direction. And you can see this hail of pellet-sized silver balls just flying out alongside the flames, which just punch through the vehicles nearby. They, they hammer into things. As you see this wave of debris expand, the only thing that gives any of you any hope is the, the balls are not punching through the cars. They are made of silver. They are not necessarily the traditional claymores, which gives you a moment of feeling safe until you get hit by the edge of this debris field, which punches through the vehicle, which punches through the walls, through the windows. Val, you take the hit just outside the door. Everett, it chases you through the doorway and back. And then just a wall of fire passes over you. And all of you are unconscious. That is a moment where where blackness hits. And you have that, that moment of panic followed by a moment of nothing. And then you all wake up inside DeSanti General Hospital. You guys look like absolute fucking shit. I'm going to say, can everybody roll me a stamina and a survival? We can put those together. Just rolling my hunger dice. You have no fucking, you you have one, like no hunger dice on this. This is. Oh, oh, what? So don't worry about it. Okay. Don't worry about adding a hunger dice. Keep it as regular dice. You just don't have to worry about tracking it. Two successes. One success. Two two successes. No successes. Okay. 
This is unsurprising. This actually maths out perfectly, yeah. <laughs> which is Everett and Doris are theoretically the most shielded because Doris was at the back of the car, just shielded by the engine. Everett was inside the house. Whereas Evangeline, you were at the front of the car with no windshield. And Val, you were fucking outside running towards the truck at top speed. The first two of you to wake up at almost the same time are Doris and Everett. When you look around and you look at each other, uh, you look and, and see. So all of you are in a row. It's they've, they've knocked down the wall. Some of their, their critical intensive care unit is, as we said, this is previously a bank that has been converted into a hospital. So all of the rooms are vaguely inappropriate. They've taken five, four or five of those little offices where they do loan applications in the bank and knocked out the interior walls. So you are all in a row and can see the other patients. Uh, it doesn't have the full curtain set up, but you're all, you know, dignified and in your seats. But when you look over at the other vampires uh, laying in the ICU, everyone looks like an overcooked brisket. Like they are just covered in in black burns. Uh, the flesh is torn. Uh, Everett and Doris, you were the first two to wake up from uh, the incident. Uh, you You look left and right. You can see... Uh, interestingly enough, and probably frustratingly, there are no heart rate monitors. You're vampires. It mm -hmm. doesn't help. Yeah. <laughs> so there's none of that beeping, and there's none of the hissing of tubes that would help with breathing. Instead, there are just hanging bags of blood that you are being uh, that you are being filled with. Ever when you look up, you can actually see on the labels that this is uh, vampire blood. So someone at the hospital has identified your needs and is meeting them at this point. But it also means people at the hospital now know your secret that you have right. been keeping uh, for this long. What do you say? What do you do? You were laying in bed. Everything fucking hurts. Uh, Everett, this is a human amount of pain for how how damaged you are. Not ruinous to the point where you can't speak, which would traditionally be this level of damage, but this is like a human with third degree burns feeling it like a human. Doris, to your absolute horror, I don't know if you've ever experienced this much pain. No. Uh, because this is being burned the way a human would feel being burned, and you've been a vampire for centuries. Mm -hmm. So you're walking into a whole new level of discomfort, and you don't have a hat. That's the worst of all. So you both wake up in your beds. Atlas. Both of us. Oh. <laughs> Are we capable of speaking right now? Yes. Yes. You can function within this. So. Okay. Uh, movement will be extremely hampered, but your thoughts are clear. Uh, you can speak. Okay. All right. I think just groaning immediately at the <laughs> at the awful sensation, uh, but also, you know, why can't I just die? Mister <laughs> <laughs> uh, Fry. Um, I'm here. You're you're alive. Well. Not really, but you know what I mean? Yeah, I get it, Barbara. Um, Clark. Miller. Evangeline, oh, no. you wake up. Uh, Clark. Evangeline. Uh, <laughs> You're here? You're with us? Uh, You're, uh, I'm looking around. You're in the hospital. You're you're in DeSantis. Uh-huh. Val. Val does Val. not answer. Oh Christ. What happened? 
The bomb went off. What happened? Um, Doris is kind of going to slowly just swivel her head to Evangeline. <laughs> yeah, we'll say that the order will be Everett, Doris, Evangeline, Val. From from left to right, if you're looking from the hallway outside the ICU. Okay. Yeah, Doris is still salty that she was made to disobey <laughs> orders. So. Uh, Evangeline, she... She sits up and immediately regrets it because it fucking hurts. Is Percy? Wait, where's oh, where's Percy? Percy is not in the room. Percy. Evangeline. Percy. Percy. Evangeline, can you roll me a charisma plus animal Ken difficulty two? Yeah. Can I roll animalism instead? Oh yes, sorry. Yes, I'm gonna make a note of that that it's animalism. Oh, I think you get. Animal Ken and animalism. We we'd added. I'm going to roll animalism was... because it's well, yeah, because my bond famulus is like under animalism. Yes, yes, absolutely. So it'll be charisma plus animal Ken plus animalism. I'm just going to make a note for that for future checks. Okay. For my brain. Oh, poopy rolling one success. Percy does not appear. But you are in a hospital, so you don't know if they would let a dog wander around your floor. Evangeline, what happened? We heard we heard the engine, we heard the horn, gunfire. I know. I I know. I thought I thought he was holding a dead man's switch. And so I didn't want you to shoot him because the bomb would go off. And it turned out he was. And I- and he set it down. Someone oh. hit him? Someone someone no. dropped him? And Evangeline just turns and looks to Doris, like, kind of like a pleading apology kind of in her eyes. Like, Evangeline's just feeling, like, incredibly guilty that, like, she just... I think she's kind of realized what has happened in the misunderstanding. Um... Uh, I had to make him put his weapons down. He wasn't holding a, a switchblade. He had, yeah, he had no. a gun and he had the dead man switch, huh? Yeah. No, Doris, it's like a trigger that for a bomb. He dropped. He dropped. And you bombs. have to keep you... holding it down. And as soon as you let go, the bomb goes off. That's a dead man switch. You wake up, but you can't move from the neck down. Boy. Val is just... (laughs) Oh, fuck. (laughs) Miller, you're here. Part of me. uh, Trying to look around. Like, what is the state of this body currently? Yeah, the state is horror show. Uh, you are missing your left arm. Uh, you are missing your your right from your right arm from the middle of the forearm to the hand is gone. Uh, a good chunk of your chest, nearly half of your chest, as you look at your overall body shape, has been carved out and blown away. Uh, and you currently are missing your right leg, and your left leg only goes to the knee. Oh! 
Oh no. Well, this fucking uh sick of fucking bombs. <laughs> you encountered a lot of bombs. Yeah, that's how the fucking sheriff died, you remember? Fuck, fuck this. And she just closes her eyes and tilts her head back and just like, I'm just going to pout. Well, we're all still here. Percy Bart, isn't. Bart was Percy, upstairs. Percy and Evangelina calls for, like, does she have a button or something? Yes, there, for... there would be the button. You are in hospital beds, so yeah. you do have the button to call for a nurse. Or for an attendant of some I kind. do. So that button is hit. Uh, a, a moment later, Dr. Kate Holloway appears around the corner. Oh. Uh, and she does have Percy with her. Uh, she is carrying him. He has been shaved all down his left side because he has like two, three clean puncture wounds. But they've been stitched shut. He appears to be okay-ish. Uh, he may not have come because he's in recovery. And he knows that's what you'd want him to do, even if you called for him. Uh, but you got lucky because he was in the wheel well of the back seat of the yeah. car. So he had the engine block between him uh, and the explosion, and he was down low to the ground, which means it would only be shrapnel coming straight at him that could hit him, and it had to go through an engine block, which silver balls are not designed to do terribly well. Okay. So of any of you, he is the least injured. Uh, and Dr. Holloway just puts him on your bed and says, well, that was it a thing uh everyone appears to be functional val how are you doing this is the most questionable case be a while before i could fucking do anything that is true but from what i've heard and everything i've looked at uh you'll be able to regrow the limbs so we're just gonna mm -hmm. sink a lot of blood into all of you uh while this happens does anyone have any questions about their their injuries wait, or wait no sheriff you were saying Sorry, you were saying something about Barty. Was there, Officer Bart was upstairs. Yeah, who else died? Well, Officer Bart is recovering. <sighs> uh, he he lost uh, his his left leg and uh, a good chunk of his left arm, but we fitted him with a prosthetic. Uh, unfortunately, ghouling someone does not replace the limbs. Uh, but it does allow those uh, the stumps to heal. He'll he'll survive. He'll just be differently abled moving forwards. Uh, unfortunately, uh, with the with the blast, there were fifteen casualties from uh, surrounding homes <sighs> who, did, who did not make it through. No one knows what happened, so we're all hoping that you can help explain. What this is, whether this is the children of Lilith, is this, you know, the 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 Nate Nostra from from Calgary? The, these are questions that only you can answer. But take some time. You've you've got a couple of days here. I can keep the media out. Wait, did uh, Van did Vantor survive? Who's Vantor? Uh, Hootie Tootie Rudy is the uh, owner. The owner of the home. Yeah. 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 Yeah, he... Okay, I guess there have been 16 casualties. We did not find that body and just assumed he must have gone somewhere else. If he was close enough to the blast, there'd just be nothing left. That makes sense. Closer yeah. than me. Oh, yeah, he's gone. He's gone. So I'll I'll make a note then. 16 casualties. Um, 
Is the is, did you guys get the bomber? Uh, the bomber's gone. He's among the dead. Yeah. Okay. Okay, that's good. Uh, the media are going to want to talk to you guys, so you're going to have to figure out how you want to make your statements, uh, when, when you want to make your statements, all that. We'll keep you here for treatment through till when you're, uh, when you're recovered. If, you, if there's anything you need from your various homes, uh, let me know. I'll, I'll have that, that shipped in. You've, you've only missed one night. This is just... Okay, okay. Look, I, I don't want to make any assumptions that Vantor's just dead. Can we just, like, get forensics there, do some, like, I don't know, DNA or something? I mean, to- they found... They found the uh, the switch. They found some fragments of a switch that they think tri- was he the the bomber. Uh, Just look, a human. We uh, we're gonna need to save a lot of this kind of talk for our statement. Okay, uh, Sorry, if he, if he was within thirty feet of the truck, he's dead. There's no way anybody survived that. People further yeah. away died. You, Val is surviving solely, as far as I can tell, by being incredibly disagreeable, and I mean that as a compliment. <laughs> I will. Thank you. Uh, I'll leave Don't. you guys to uh, to talk. Uh, of all of you, what, what who has the highest health score? Like, what is your, your total? If you were full, if you were fully healed, who has the most five? health to start? At five, My max is six. 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 If six. I was fully healed, I'd be five. Okay, so it's between five to six. I had I had aggravated damage already. All right, you guys are going to be in here for a week. Uh, that's how Ooh. long it'll take for uh, wow. the dosing of blood to get you guys back to to heal your limbs, all that kind of stuff. Val, you are going to have some annoying uh, tingling and other effects in your limbs as things reshape. But this is them pumping blood into you 24 hours a day, even while you are in torpor as the sun comes up, not leaving these beds. So you do not have the option. Uh, they could wheel you out in a wheelchair if you want to make a statement to the press at some point. But you're in here for a week with no actual casework. Uh, Dr. Holloway just lets you know that that's the amount of time you're looking at being in here. And then she exits to leave you uh, among yourselves. Troy's going to have to take, have to take care of the children. Children, uh, Miller, you got a, you got a kid, right? Yeah, someone's gonna have to tell him I won't be around since I don't have any hands to text him. And Clark, you got a, you got a husband still, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm real glad all y'all survived. You know, I think it goes without saying, but I'm gonna say it anyway. I'm I'm glad y'all made it. Sorry, things didn't go the way they were supposed to. I had a bad feeling. Was I mean Doris, can you roll me a composure and composure and insight? Okay. Because this is a conviction where you went against an order, mm-hmm. uh, I'm fascinated to know if you can just apologize or if you feel the need to shift blame to someone else. Oh, okay. 
conviction. Only because it's a conviction. Normally, I would never like say anything about role. Yeah, play, that's uh, four successes. Oh, you're fine. You get to do whatever you want. You're good. You have more okay. than enough composure. Uh, there was a temptation for you because you believe in following authority because you believe in following orders. There was a temptation to blame what you did on Evangeline to try to stay in the good graces of your authority figure. But that I mean, you hold I'm, back on that compulsion. I'm kind of doing that in the sense that like, I'm very specifically not apologizing for my own actions because uh, like she did what she thought needed to happen when someone else fucked up. So it's, it's kind of one of those passive aggressive, like I'm sorry, things didn't work out. Um, yeah, and that's totally welcome. I'm just saying you yeah, dodged yeah, yeah. having to be yeah. aggressive, aggressive. <laughs> Great. Yeah. Great. Anyways, continue. Love it. I don't, was, oh my God, was there another way? I, Probably, I didn't know well, we what else to do. I didn't know, I had no way to get in contact with you. Clark, it's done. It's. Hey, you listening? Yeah, it but is done. I'm I made that call and no people are dead. That's <gasps> that's part of the job. Is that can happen. Uh and uh we will deal with those repercussions going forward. For now, you need to focus on getting better. I keep making these decisions and people keep dying. And she just, Evangeline just kind of turns around and faces away from Everett and, and Doris, but then of course is now facing Val and it's just like, she just does a full turn and puts her face down on the pillow. Val, can you roll me a wits and awareness? Oh, man, I'm rolling bad. Just one success. Nothing. You don't think of the thing yeah, well, <laughs> that you think could have had pop into your head. Val's emotional state right now is she's having a hard time because she can't turn a lot and see everybody. And hearing Everett reassure Evangeline is like hurting her in her feelings, like because it feels like her sheriff. And she can't look. And so I think she's having an emotional moment, but she just has her eyes closed and is trying to not interject with that and also not think about the car like there's just a lot of like i don't want to have any feelings right now i just want to i'm just gonna anger sit here yep 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 um i'm imagining from stuff that could be organized to be brought from home obviously stuff would get brought for percy so he'd be able to stay with you uh, Evangeline, if it was somebody else running the hospital, you probably wouldn't be allowed to keep a dog in the ICU, yeah. but you're in your own room. You're all vampires, so nobody's worried about infection. Uh, and it's Dr. Holloway who does not give a shit about hospital rules when it comes to Evangeline. Uh, Doris, I'm imagining you would have uh, Troy bring your uh, bloodstones that you're making so you can mm -hmm. continue to do that work over the coming nights. Uh, probably your deck, a nice yep. new hat, yep. uh, those kind of things. Yep. Uh, Val and Everett, is there anything you would request to have brought for you? Everett doesn't have anything. <laughs> he oh. showed up in a box. That's how he came to town. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a hard few days. <laughs> so sure. I want my box. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Val wouldn't want, and she would want someone to get in contact with her son, but just be like, I don't want him here. I don't want anyone to see me like this. I don't want anything. Just, it's fine. Yeah. And that's a cool thought to have uh, until he shows up uh, and just comes into the room and sits down on a chair next to you. And he's like, whoa, you look like shit. You okay? Yeah, I will be. There's plenty of blood at the hospital. Hey, kid, how are are you doing? I mean, I'm okay. Uh, He's way more chill than the rest of you in the room would expect him to be looking at Val this fucked up. Mm-hmm. Val, I think getting this injured is embarrassing for you more than yes. anything else. But he's definitely seen you this hurt before and seen you mm-hmm. in full stages of recovery of this. Mm-hmm. He is in a rare case where he has the functional delusion of his parent being immortal, which is just he's never seen anything that can kill Val. Um, mm-hmm. Rufus shook that a little bit, but Val has been in worse situations so many times uh, that he's not as freaked out. He's like, yeah, so... You've got your blood. Do you want like video games or something? Like I can, I could hook you up. Yeah, I don't know how to fucking do that, kid. Yeah, that's valid. Oh fuck, you don't have hands. Okay, this is uh, that was insensitive, and I am so sorry. You're, it's fucking fine. Tell me, yeah. tell, how's your job going? What are you doing? Oh, the work's been good. You know, I got, I got new friends, which is nice, and then like. The gig is easy. You basically sit there and no one shows up because it's at the edge of town. So, like, you might have, like, two cars show up and it's self-serves. Like, who cares? I eat a lot of gum. <laughs> Looks like a legit, like, <laughs> ow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, fucking good. I'm, I'm glad. You, are you, are you happy? I mean, I'm okay. It's better than just, like, sitting at home and doing nothing. Okay. I get less slurs yelled at me than when I play COD. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. It's kind of nice to have friends. I mean, are are the rest of these people your friends? Are they like, okay? Yeah, they're fine. Everybody, this is my son, Will. Will, this is everybody. Uh, Will. Oh, fuck. Yeah, that's Sheriff Everett Fry. Oh, that. That's fucked up. Oh, that's <laughs> fucked. Have oh, you ever I... had your, your uh, tarot re- uh, read, Will? No, but that sounds cool. Is it like a book? Of a sort. Yeah, let's do this. Okay, I'm in. Her face lights up. Okay, let's let's do the roll. Let's see. <laughs> Oh, the classic okay. Doris one yeah. card tarot reading. Uh, remind me what that is again. <laughs> uh, we do Wits and Occult. Okay, Wits and Occult. Uh, <laughs> one, two, three, four, five, six. Uh, one, two, three, three successes. Three successes. Uh, you flip over the top card of your deck, uh, and it is two lovebirds. Uh, flying directly towards each other, touching beaks uh, with with flowers beneath them that hearts are rising up and out of. Uh, you predict there's romance in his future. Ooh. Um, uh, right. Uh, she's just going to kind of look at him and just kind of like... 
and then just kind of look to Val and then look back at him and uh, and just kind of uh, give him like a little wink and then kind of hold up her hands like to show the heart emoji um, and just say, um, uh, people love flowers. That's my... No one else knows what card she pulled, so that's what you see. People like flowers. Yeah, that's weirder than I thought, but this was still kind of nice. Thank you. Uh, and she, like, I don't think it, she's processed the fact that he doesn't understand what the card means, uh, because to her it's just so blindingly obvious. Um, um, and then, is it the kind of bird? What kind of bird is it? It's a lovebird. So lovebird? It's like the, the two. Right. Two uh, okay. Then she's going to kind of lean conspiratorially towards him and just say, um, if you can find a feather from this bird and sleep with it under your pillow. And then she'll just tap her nose at him. Okay. I mean, what happens to my nose? Uh... And then she'll just kind of hold up the card and just say, love. Oh, shit. I'm going to find me a fucking feather. This is dope. All right. Thank you. <laughs> this is great. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. This is good. Uh, Mom, you good? Uh-huh. Fucking dope. Uh, and he just takes off because he's got like a new thing he's excited about. He has to go find uh, a feather to find love. Uh, and then... Teddy sprints down the hallway, screeches around the corner, uh, dashes in, and he's just like, are you okay? Are you, fuck, are you okay? I just found out what's going on. Fuck. And he just pulls up a chair uh, right beside you, Evangeline. And he's like, are you okay? I just want to know you're okay. And you look real bad, but it, vampires. Evangeline still like face down in the pillow. Just kind of, it just turns her head slightly um, and just says, like just through tears just says don't look at me and turns her face back into the pillow okay uh and he just turns his chair around and stares out into the hallway and he's like yeah that's fine i'm just i'm just gonna stay here to make sure you're okay because i like even though we're fighting like i, I love you and and shit so like i'll i'll just, I'll just that sit here just makes cool. evangeline sob even harder Oh, God damn it. I'm fucking this up. Should I wait in the snack room? Is it cool if I sit here? I, I, I need the one answer and then I can do whatever Evang you want. No, Evangeline like grabs his arm. Great. He will sit He's there and there. just hold hands with you. Um, and this is the first couple of nights. Uh, you get two nights where you're just in such shitty condition that you were all healing. Uh, over the time, of course, Doris continues the daily readings. They're all very muddled. Uh, there, There's to healing you. going on. <laughs> I mean, oh. she finds meaning. Wow. <laughs> <Yes>. But uh, <laughs> that's very funny. Uh, but you continue your bloodstone work, Doris. So mm. you are still building towards having functional bloodstones on an ongoing basis. And then on the third night, Barty comes in. Uh, and seeing Barty, he's got uh, the traditional uniform that never really fits his frame. But uh, one pant leg has been cut off at the mid thigh. And you can see from that mid thigh down. Uh, he has a prosthetic leg, a high-quality one. 
uh, not like futuristic high quality, but high quality modern day prosthetic. Uh, and his left arm is in a sling where at the elbow is where the prosthetic starts and it goes out to a hook. Uh, and he comes in and he's like, how's everybody doing? You guys look like hell. Thanks, uh, thanks, Bart. You're looking all right there. Good to yeah, see they you. told me I could. They told me I could have a whole hand, but I was like, no way. Give me a hook. I want to. I want to be a pirate. Fucking love pirates. Boy, it is. It does me good to see you in such high spirits already, Bart. Oh yeah, this body's a hunk of shit. I have to replace any of it with the better stuff. Uh, I'm glad you guys are doing okay. Uh, okay, so sort of. Uh, you're going to have to make a statement to the media about what the fuck happened because the town is sort of in a very bad way and people are sort of close to rioting because there was a bomb that killed 15 people and took out uh, the whole vampire police force. So <laughs> they're kind of outside and I held them off for two days. Uh, you got about 10 minutes before we're going to have to wheel somebody out there to explain what the fuck happened. So figure out your answers. Uh, they can be true or please make it a very good lie. Shit's bad. Shit's really bad. This episode of Blood and Syrup features the voices of Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter, Claire Blackwood at Claire Blackwood on Twitter, Del Borvik at Deltastic on Twitter, Laura Hamstra at EL Hamstring on Twitter, and storyteller Ryan LaPlante at The Ryan LaPlante on Twitter. This episode was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra, and Blood and Syrup's artwork was created by Del Borvik at delborvik.com. That's D E L B O R O V I C. Our theme songs are What's Really Going On Right Now by Chase Allen Willis and Traffic by Kai Engel. And our ads use the tracks No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar, J A H Z Z A R. All of their music is available at freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com, our Twitter and Instagram at dumdumdice, and on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. We also have merchandise available at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice. And most importantly, you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. Sleep well, my kindred. Sleep well in this world of darkness. Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. The Half-Blind Prophet, Christopher Little, Sue One, George Dolby, Richard Cranium, Sammy Boy, Orion Birchfield, Scott Garland, Benjamin V, Gavin and Abby McDonald, Logan, Fire Unfriendly, Acrix, Grandma Likes D&D, Alan, Austin Nut Powers Fry, Stabby Stranger, Glitch Trick, Roman Brown, Shulzari, Christian Mendez, Spot Allen, Flynn1138, Alorraine Okapi, OMG It's Big Nick, Steve Weeze, D&D and Things, and Jill and Noel Laplante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish.